Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. Grab your Bible, get settled, and let's walk through the Word of God together. Let us now reason together and listen to see what God is saying to us today. Uh, suffering and again and uh, going forward, and that through our suffering, we always talk about our character being built. Now, we're in Philippians chapter 1 going into chapter 2. And what I want to look at is, is remember to always tell you the backdrop of this. Paul is in jail. He is chained to a Praetorian guard. And he's talking, he's writing back to a church that he really loves because he talks about rejoicing. He talks about him yearning to see them and that, that he really loves them. And he's trying to encourage them because they found out after an absence of, of communicating with him that he's in jail, he's in bonds, he's being prosecuted, he's going to trial, to which he's going to be beheaded. But what he wants to encourage them is that even though I'm in this situation, it seems to be detrimental to my health, and it seems as if the gospel's not working, it is working for the purpose it's supposed to work, because now the fulfillment of the prophecy that I would speak to kings and queens and who and basically Caesar, he's doing that. And he's not doing it through the low end of the echelon in Caesar's government. He's talking to Caesar's right hand guys. For some reason, though, they chained him. He didn't get put in the gallows like he did when he went to Philippi in the bottom of the jail. He's actually chained in the house and he's chilling. You know, I'm just thinking the house probably about this big. He's chained at the ankle, the person chained to him, you know what I'm saying? And he walk around, have visitors and everything, okay? So it's like a, it's like a, a old fashioned monitor, you know, where now people wear the ankle bracelet. He had, he had an ankle bracelet, but it was attached to a guard. And the guard would hear, and he would speak to the guard. They wasn't at odds with each other because he was a Roman citizen. They had to give him respect, okay? But if you look at it from the outside, you're thinking, well, if you were chosen by God, and Paul kind of dealt with that, why would you be in that situation? So some some people who, who saw his situation marveled in the fact that he still preached the gospel even, even the more, and it made them more bold to preach the gospel. They said, well, if Paul could preach the gospel in his condition, I'm free still. I could preach the gospel too. And then there's those who preach to, to, to try to harm Paul, meaning they would preach Jesus, but they would claim to be apostles themselves. They would claim to be anointed and appointed, just like we got now, because of their circumstance of being free. They, they're preaching to his bonds. Like, he can't be all that God said he is if he's going through it. But Paul reasoned through the power of the Holy Spirit, as long as they preach Jesus, whether it's in pretense or out of love, it's all good. Okay? But he's still going to warn them. Okay? So... We, 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 have to, we have to understand the condition to which Paul, and we have to understand the important, important geographical location of uh, Caesarea Philippi. This was the gateway to Europe. He had preached in the Far East. He had established churches out there. But now he's establishing church, the church, the first church in Philippi will be going through there, and that is the gateway to the West. In Acts, you go back to Acts, and you can see the progression of Paul as he started the Philippian church. And really the Philippian church, ladies and gentlemen, was started with a woman getting saved. 
this wealthy woman, they didn't have a church. They were Gentiles, so they didn't go to the synagogue. And they were praying. And her name is Lydia. And that was the first. Then the Philippian jailer. So we see that when the Holy Spirit wants to uh, uh, progress the gospel, he'll do it at both spectrums. He'll do it while you're in bonds, and he'll do it while you're free. But what we see is with that, God is being glorified. And that's what I want to encourage in you. Don't look at what any of us go through as an opportunity to feel that the gospel and God is not working, but show and understand that the gospel is working even the more when we go through. And we're going to read the passage that tells us this, because Paul's going to say, I've learned to have and I've learned to have not. I've learned to be up. I learned to be down. That's Philippians 4 and 7. I learned that there's times when I'm going to have a lot of stuff. There's times when I'm not going to have anything. I've been hungry. There's times I'm going to be beaten. There's the times that people are going to lavish on me good things. But what I've learned is be content. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, that scripture is so taken out of context because Paul is talking about the fact that he can still go forward whether he has or doesn't have. It's not about conquering any and all things in your life, okay? This has nothing to do with that, okay? It has something to do with strengthening you, understand that you're being strengthened at all times by the Holy Spirit. Even when you're going through, you're being strengthened. And even when you're not, you're being strengthened. God, we read already, he's going to do what? Complete this work, right? To the, to the coming of the day of Jesus Christ, okay? He's going to complete this work. And you're going to share in the grace. And you're going to share in the sufferings. And you can do all things. You can survive the, the, the you can endure the, the everything. That's why in Philippians we get to say, don't worry about anything. Because God has given you enough grace to endure everything. You just have to have what? One word. What? There you go. Hallelujah. Y'all got it right the first time. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, but. That's what makes us different. Because we have faith in what Jesus has done for us and provided for us through the power of the Holy Spirit and through his word. God is a man that he can't lie. So if he can't lie, then I can trust in what he's doing. And you should have enough examples of your own testimony that you can say God helped you endure some stuff. When you everybody counted you out, God came along and picked you up. When people... Push your hand away. They don't have nothing to do with you, mother. I went through that. They didn't have nothing to do with me. Beforehand, it was all in my wallet. It was all they had. Everybody wanted to shake my hand. But, but there was a time when, when I reached out for those who had been part of enjoying what I had, my resources, when they figured it was gone, Sister Carolyn, guess what? They were like, mm -mm. I don't even want to talk to you. And that sent me into a depression because I'm like, I was good to people. But God say, you know what? I let you not count on man so you can count on me. <laughs> I needed that. I said, he said, you had to see. I got you. They don't. 
And if I haven't gave the verses yet, we're going to be in Philippians chapter 1 first. Arsenio, start, we're going to start at verse 29. Then we're going to go into chapter 2. But I'm setting the stage to understand, they can help you understand that, that there's a progression of the Holy Spirit each and every one of us. And, and the progression is through grace, his power, his favor. And you understand it, you have, you have, you have gained access through Christ. You're no longer enemies with God. So you don't have to worry. Because this world is going to be evil and we learn, mother, what it's going to do, get worse and worse. So if we think that this world will get better, we got to beat the crazy. Because that ain't what the Bible say. But even though it, it's worse and worse, Paul even said, whether I live or die, I'm good. But it's better for me to be with you right now. So you're in that situation now. It would be much better for us to leave this earth right now. Avoid all these shots. <laughs> Avoid all these problems. We're going we to be with the Lord. But for right now, God sees fit to have you here. So if he has you here, then you're on some kind of assignment. An assignment is not necessarily a great one. It could be just be a good grandmother. It could be just to be a good friend. It could be just to be a good, show the goodness of God in you every day to people you don't even know. Everybody can't be David. <laughs> Everybody can't be Abraham. Everybody can't be Isaac. There are more people that died in the faith that you never know of in the Bible. Hundreds of thousands of them, millions of them. And they don't have a name to be shared in scripture. They're just the people who died in battle. David's battle. Think of Uriah who trusted David. And David slept with his wife. But he had faith. He believed. Think about the woman at the well. She don't even get a name. But she's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. See, what you're doing is your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, but you're writing your own story. And your story is just as valuable. I want you to believe this with all your heart. Your story with God is just as valuable as David, Joshua, Jeremiah, uh, Paul, all of them. Because what did Jesus say? The last shall be first and the first shall be last. So just because you're not before the people like I am, don't think that as walking truth, I always tell you this, it's all of us together. Not just, it ain't got nothing to do with, you know, me and myself. That's why I promote all of y'all. Be active in the ministry at your level of comfortability. If it's none but get up, read the scripture, read the scripture. You ain't forced to. You want to pray, pray. If you want to do a poem, do a poem. If you want to, you know, dance, we're going to dance. If, Whatever you want to do. If you want to sit there and cheer the preacher on, do that to the best of your ability knowing that you love God from it. Because it's no good unless it's the heart of God. Okay? So even when you give, don't give trying to tell me and show me because I don't look at it no way. Amen? <laughs> Only ones I look at is the one who give electronically because I got to transfer it into the bank. But even with that, I do it so quickly. It's like, boop, boop, okay, bye. I don't, I don't sit there and measure and, and wonder. You know what we have. You know what we need to do. So you give accordingly to your heart. The Bible clearly tells us in, in uh, it's good to see you. We just I was just talking about you. Happy New Year to you. So, so we all are partakers of this grace. We're all partakers of this suffering. So Paul is writing his letter again. So that we can grow stronger. Okay. We can get to four and seven in Philippians. And say I can do all things. 
when it when 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 everything is working for me, when everything is working against me, I can stay focused on God. I won't be moved. Psalm 121. You know, blessed be the God for y'all, because you just don't know. Even in my preaching, I moved on to another level, not just because of me, but because of you too and your prayers. The Bible has become real small to me. It's like it's no bigger than, than this notebook. Because I can see how it all connects. Pastor, I got a question. Is this different types of things? What you mean? What you mean? Like, you can have spiritual faith. You can have... I'm just asking this question because this person was... I was talking to this person and mm -hmm. it's different types of faith. Yeah, I mean, you can have faith in a television. You can have faith... I mean, yeah, there are different types of faith, but there's only one faith in Christ. We have one faith, one love, one baptism, one spirit. Yeah, yeah. The world's faith is not our faith. Okay? So, yeah, you can have faith in that light bulb. Okay? But that light bulb can't save you. You know, you watch this. You, everybody in this room has a, that drives, has faith that they, when they go out to their car, their car going to start. Right? You have faith already because... It has shown that when you put your key in or you walk by it, opens the door and your car going to start. Well, think about this. Just like you have faith in that which can fail you, you need to have faith in God who can't fail. Right, right. That's what I told yeah. the person. Yeah. The person was trying to, you know, yeah. Me off, you know? Yeah. And, and we're going to get that. And don't spend no time trying to prove nothing. Just say, I heard what you're saying. Thank you very much. I'll take that in consideration. And then just say, I'm gone. <laughs> Yeah, my faith is in Jesus Christ. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, I, that's all I can tell you. What you talking about, that, that's what the world talks about. And if your faith is so good, I don't see you be even better than me. You know? And why are you trying to convince me? Because I sure ain't trying to convince you. I give you the gospel, but I ain't going to try to convince you. You believe what you want to believe. And you find out that people believe based upon their creature comfort and what they, what's happening in their life and what's not happening. Instead of the word of God. They don't understand this when the Bible says it rains on the just and unjust alike. Because their God is supposed to be Candyman. Their God is supposed to be Genie. Their God is supposed to provide, make them happy. Their God is supposed to motivate them so they can have something. That's what I don't do. Is y'all listen to my last blast that I did one late night? I, motivational speakers, quit listening to them fools. People paying them tens of thousands of dollars to tell them something that we already know. The, man, the Bible says a man don't work, he don't eat. We ain't got to go no further than that. I don't need to keep talking about you can do it. You can do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And pay thousands of dollars for that. Knowing that everybody can't be Michael Jordan. Everybody can't be Serena Williams. And for them to tell you you can, that's a lie. Because history has proved. That's why they have, that's what we call them celebrities. That's what we call them athletes. That's what we, everybody can't be on a pro team. But you can be. You could be full of life and full of goodness and not even go that way. Be who God has called you to be and be great at that. And that may be by the world standard number 1,200,604. Okay? But you're still your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. And God is still saying you precious to him. So praise God. I ain't, man, I ain't trying to be nobody but Pastor Sutton. People always, yo, you, you want more. I, I want who God wants for me. <laughs> I don't want nobody in here that ain't, that ain't that ain't for God. Whose ambition is to what? Do what? 
That's why being small has advantages because nobody wants us. <laughs> you know, but we small and dumb, but we large in footprint in the world. We connect to 14,000 some people follow walking truth through the social media platforms, you know, through the podcast. That's a whole nother platform that I don't know about. I mean, I know the numbers, but I'm just saying, think about the goodness and we're going to get with our lesson. Think about the goodness of God allowing us to be reach as many people as he reached. Think about this. My pastor before me has never reached that many people. Okay. And it's not a good or bad thing. It's just that that technology wasn't here. You know, think about your past that you grew up with. They passed it within their community. They might have passed it within their organization. They might have went to Mississippi or Tennessee and went to the convocations. But to say they spoke to 15, 16,000 people on a daily basis, nobody did that. You only had influence within your sphere. But now we reach around the world, our ministry. So we thank God for that. I'm humbled by it because, again, I didn't know that the radio was going to prepare me for this. So I could talk. If nobody was in here, I could do what I'm doing right now. Because I don't need people. I just need God. You see, God has opened my mouth to speak about him. And I love speaking about him. All right. Go to Philippians chapter 1. Let's go down to verse 29 and 30. And our senior, you can read 29 and 30. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. So not only you should believe, but your belief will bring about the blessings of suffering. So if you believe, we'll quit trying to get out of suffering because you're going to suffer. for. But it's the, one, it's the one kind of suffering. Like you talked about the faith. We ain't talking about suffering because you didn't did something wrong. We talking about suffering for Christ's sake. When you got confronted, you were suffering for Christ's sake. So we're not talking about God removing the stuff, the dumb decisions you make. Because God has an answer for that one. You reap what you sow. You don't get out of it. It just may not affect you as much because God hopefully lets you learn a lesson from it. But something going to come up from what you sow. So let's sow good seeds and good soil so we can have more flowers and weeds. But you're going to suffer for Christ's sake if you are a believer. Okay? And suffer for Christ's sake is not about somebody not liking you on your job. Okay? That's not suffering for Christ's sake. Okay? You don't need to plead the blood of Jesus no more. Okay? On nobody. Stop doing that. That don't work no way. Okay? A little wisdom, a little common sense need to be working in the saints. Okay? But you're going to suffer. So this is an emphatic, definite article. You're going to suffer for his sake if you are a believer. The caveat is if you are a believer. Yes. Okay. There's going to come a time and it may be small. Like when Carolyn just brought up what she brought up, she might not go through that confrontation no more in life. But she's still strong representing Jesus. So she handled the conflict. Amen. Paul even said, you're going to share in the conflict. Some to a greater degree, some to a lesser degree. But the conflict is to test your faith and make you even stronger. Amen. I hear what you're saying, talking about all these different kinds of faith, but I got one faith. In Christ, in Christ Jesus alone. <laughs> I, I, you, 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 right, matter of fact, write down all the faith you got, things you got faith in, let's see. Because your faith in, the, in a God that is not really a God. Yeah, it's a worldly thing. 
And that's okay. You want to have faith in the world? That's fine. And it's perishing too. That's what the Bible says. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, you want to gain all this stuff? You can't take it with you. That's what the Bible says. The Bible say, what is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul? See, I, I, you can talk about all that you want to. All I know is the word of God say. I lived in the world long enough. The world, world ain't got nothing for you but death and destruction. That's all I got for you. For the good times that you have in the, God, in the world, you can't take them with you. Matter of fact, y'all can, some of us can't even remember all the people we done dated. <laughs> <laughs> For real? Am I not telling the truth? Somebody walked in and said, I remember you. You'd be like, who? <laughs> right. Right. They'd be like, remember? You'd be like, no. Then you get home be like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I do. Be because the world is vanishing. It's somewhere in Psalms to say, yo, 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 the life, life is like this mist. It just keeps, you get vapor. Life is but a, you know, it's like you can't count on this temporal time to really mean anything. Only if what you use from the time you save to, to now, you use it for God. Amen. That's all. You know, it has nothing to do with you. You know, don't, don't think, don't confuse water baptism with salvation. Because you could get, you could have did the traditional thing in your church and been baptized at 10 years old, 8 years old, but you didn't get saved until you was 50. Because salvation is about the conversion of the heart mm -hmm. and becoming a new creature. Water baptism is, is basically traditional. When you water baptize kids, most of them don't even know. They're just doing what they see other people do. They have no connection with conversion. Okay, all right, read the next verse. Engage in the same conflict that you saw I had uh -huh. and now hear that I still have. See, so it don't go away, y'all. Engage, confront in the conflict I still have. What is it? Unbelieving people telling me stuff, coming against me, coming against Christ, coming against who I represent, and I still got to love them and deal with them. That's a conflict. That's a conflict. Okay? So we're going to engage in the same conflict that Paul engages in because he is our apostle. Okay, Paul is the apostle to the Gentiles. So you're not going to get out of this thing without conflict on your faith, on your commit, on your commitment to God. And if you're not having, if you never have any conflict, you might not be saved. Because the devil ain't got no reason to mess with those who ain't saved. So if you're being self-deceived, thinking your best life now is to not have conflict and that everything is going good for you. You might be in the hands of the devil already, not even know it. Because you believe the highest order of your satisfaction is I got all my stuff, I got all my, my teeth, I got all my hair, and I got all my cars, I got all my money, and God is blessing me. But the devil can keep you just like that. I'm not saying God is not going to give you good things. I'm just saying don't look at the outside achievements of anything as God blessing you in particular. Because he said that we get strong through suffering. And sometimes we got to suffer through those good things that we call good in the beginning and we find out it was a curse. Mm -hmm. Amen. I'm a witness of that. Yeah. All that glitters ain't gold. Mm -hmm. That's why you humble yourself and look for the simple things. Being confident that God going to give you a way of escape even if you fall for it. You're going to still fall for stuff. Mm -hmm. you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't super smart for real. Mm -hmm. You just got faith. See, that's the good thing about faith. Faith deals with our weakness. Because where we're weak and he is strong.
but we got to lean on our faith. Okay, go to chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 1. Mm -hmm. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind. Okay, stop right there. Let's go through that real slow. So it's, I think it's on the backdrop of what we read at 29. He talked about the conflict. And now he's going on to say, go ahead, so, so. So that means since you're going to have to go through conflict, since that's going to have to happen and you're going to have to suffer. So if there be, if there is any, what? Encouragement. First thing is encouragement in Christ. So where's our encouragement is in Christ. On what? The work that he's doing in us. That's in chapter one. What is our encouragement? That he's doing the work in us and he's going to complete it through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we get encouraged by that. Okay. Then we says any comfort from love where we know God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whomever believes shall not perish but have everlasting life. So the love of God to sacrifice his son, we believe in that. Any participate, uh, uh, any what? Participation, participation in the what? Spirit. The Holy Spirit will sit back where to live? Within, Within us. So we participate in the Holy Spirit. We we submit to what the Holy Spirit is doing us, conforming us into the image of Christ. So for us, he said, if there's any, and what we say is there's plenty. All of this. There's encouragement. There's love. There's a participation and unity to the Holy Spirit. And what's the next one? Any affection. That's towards the brethren. And what? Sympathy. That's towards the brethren. brethren okay? Read the next verse. Complete my joy by being of the same mind. So in other words, the only way you're going to complete his joy is to be a mind of the things we just read. Complete my joy by being encouraged. Complete my joy by being understanding the love that was given to you. Complete my joy by the sympathy that we need to show one to another. Complete my joy by these things. And if you really think about these things, complete my joy by exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit. I am very happy when I see you guys work together to do God's work. No matter how small, no matter how large. When you're committed, accountable, and responsible to each other and to God. Okay? That's what we're supposed to be doing. Because with that, we can stand together. Even in our faults. Even in our shortcomings. Because where I may be short, you'll be tall. Where I may be lacking, you may have abundance. So complete my joy by being of one mind. The mind that is in Christ Jesus. The sacrificial mind. The loving mind. The mind of mercy. The mind of grace. Okay? Go ahead, read. Having the same love. The same love. What kind of love? Agape love. Christian love. Sanctifying sacrificial love. Okay? Go ahead. Being in full accord mm -hmm. and of one mind. See, we go to this one mind again. There's something about being in one mind. Be in agreement. Now, does that mean that you're going to always be in agreement with each other? No. But when it comes to the things of the Lord, you should be in agreement. Nobody should be unloving. Mm -hmm. 
towards anybody in this congregation. Nobody should be uh, 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 backbited against anybody in this congregation. Nobody should be anything contrary to the mind of Christ Jesus. Because we all are sinners fall short of the glory of God and we all needed Jesus. And we all were the same at the foot of the cross. So you come as a beggar, a pauper, someone who doesn't have the spiritual understanding. And God say, I loved you enough to send my son to die for you so that you can have a relationship with me. And don't make no difference who you are. But we know that there's a problem. Houston, there's a problem. We're going to come to the problem. So we got what, what our goal is. We got what we should be shooting for. Okay? Go ahead and read. Do nothing from selfish ambition mm -hmm. or conceit, mm -hmm. but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Oh, my God. There we go. If he tells us not to, what does that tell us? A lot of times we do. Yeah. We do stuff for ambition. We do stuff out of self-conceit. We do stuff out of self-righteousness. We don't submit well to one another because we still got an ego. Yeah. And a lot of times in religion, in church, that 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 you what happens is you become so churched that you forget the mind of Christ of submission. So your self-righteousness kick in and you know everything, you know how the church should run, you know that we need pastor need this and pastor do that and Arsenio do this and you do that. And until we do that, that ain't church and you ain't right and somebody come in that don't look like us, don't talk like us, they not received because we can't see them as souls that need to be saved or a soul that, that's in Christ and need to be encouraged, but they're a little bit different from us. They sing off key a little time and you get frustrated by that. Why are you getting frustrated? They sing it to the Lord. So what you get up here and don't read as well? I don't read as well because of my sight. But I'm going to get up there and say what I got to say. Because I do it for the Lord. Amen. <laughs> That's why I say you crow like you crow. You ain't proving yourself. You got to prove yourself to nobody. Not in this box. Because we all equal up in here. Okay? We all equal in Christ. Do not. When I look at y'all, I don't look at y'all as mine. I look at y'all as his. And all I'm giving is the responsibility to keep you focused on him. Amen. That's as far as my authority lead. Now, I, through the world, I am versed in a whole lot of things. Praise God. Okay. But my authority over you does not go past the scripture. So don't ask me how to do plumbing. <laughs> I'll give you a plumber's phone number. Okay. Don't, don't ask me. Certainly, I'm not to catch off everything. And, that, and I think that's another thing that we do with our pastors. We take the people off and focus on the one mind and not being conceited and, and, and really working on people's humility. And we focus on uh, 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 you put the past in a position or the clergy in a position to where they start doing stuff and out of ambition, out of vain conceit. I was talking to a dear sister yesterday and she when we were talking, one of my students that I teach on Monday, my, my goodness, she just my, she blew my mind. But when she said this, she said something you said, she said. Her pastor always talks about getting people in the seats. What? Well, I mean, that's normal. That ain't nothing new. What, what was the word she said, though? Her pastor always talks about getting people in the seats. Mm -hmm. in, in the church. Oh, increasing the number of Yeah, keep people in the seats. Oh, get, oh. Bring, everybody need to bring somebody to church. <laughs> and I get that. I get that. But if my focus becomes that only mm -hmm. or primary, 
then I can't teach you the like-minded of Christ. Because ambition says you need more people in the seats. Conceit says you need numbers. Even when I'm around uh, my colleagues, they really don't like what I when I come around because they got the same question every time. How, and I don't like the way they even phrase it. How many how many people you running, Doc? Running. Running like like y'all cows or something. Like I like I'm a cowboy or something. How many people are you running, Doc? Okay, and I say, you know, what do you mean? I already know what they mean. Well, how many how many people? There's a certain person every time I talk to them. Y'all know who this person is. Every time they talk to them, they ask me how many people we got in the church. Now their reasoning is not out of caring. Their reason is hoping that I don't eclipse them and what they did. But the problem is I've already eclipsed them and what they did because I have we we have more people who listen to us around the world than they ever did. So yeah, we might not have actual number seat people, but we got faithful people more so than they ever did. So when they ask you that question, you might say, well, Pastor, what do you say? I say this. I say, well, this is what I got. I say I have 15,400 people that listen to me worldwide. I have 500, over half a million plays on my podcast. And those are, there's not including that 15,000. Okay? And I got people who are faithful. Then I say, I have a 95% giving rate in my church. And we do great things. And everybody at church get books and t-shirts and cups and stuff. And, and they get a lot of material. And they get a good Bible. And we give it out to each other. And we're willing to go to the nursing homes and, and, and do that. Or, or go to the poor or, or sow into somebody else and pay electric bills. And then they be quiet. Because a mind in Christ means that we look out for each other. Amen. And I would want to join a church if now I would like to see the love towards each other in all aspects of life. Now, we can't do everything, but we can do something, especially towards each other. The Bible says that we will, they, they, outside people, will know that, uh, that you are my disciples by the what? The way you love each other. So if there's, we just read it, if there's any love, but don't do nothing for ambition. I'm going to put it another way. Don't do nothing trying to impress the world. Amen. Or for your vain deceit to look pretty. Don't do it. I don't do it to say I run in some people dock. I don't do it for that. I do it because I want to hear good and faithful servant job well done. That's the only reason I do this. I don't do it to be famous. You know. Because the Bible tells me if through our teaching and our love, if one person gets saved, all heaven rejoices. And last time I checked, God got a gazillion angels. So I become famous for one soul to a gazillion angels because one soul has given his life to Christ. Stephen, eight months ago he got saved. Today he's gone. But I know he's saved. So don't do nothing, saints of God, in this thing called vain conceit. Because if you're doing that, you, you puffed up, ain't you? And we're going to read some more scriptures about being puffed up. But that means that you are conceited. You're arrogant. 
You go against all the principles because when you concede in arrogance, you can't have no humility. It's not possible. And then what you find is you give, you, you show humility and kindness toward particular people who can always make you feel even better in your arrogance. Pat me on the back. Tell me I did good. Da, 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 da. Okay? Be careful of people who always pat you on the back. Because they may be trying to manipulate you, especially if they find out you a junkie for that kind of stuff. Flattery is like cocaine. You start getting and receiving it all the time. And it's good to receive it, Pastor. You did a good job. Okay, fine. But Lord knows, y'all know, I ain't never looking for y'all to just be up on me like that. Because if y'all was, I'd be looking at you like, what you, what you up to? Like your kids, you know, what you up to? But see, that's the character of, of a saint. A saint understands that, that everything has a place and too much of anything is normally of the devil. And we're going to see that, okay? We're going to see that. So don't do anything, a vain conceit, and have this one mind, okay? Go to two and three. All right. Do nothing from self-ambition mm -hmm. or conceit, mm -hmm. but in humility... Uh, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. So what are we supposed to do? Count others more significant than ourselves. He's talking about inside the body of Christ first. Because he's writing back to the what? The church. So he's just not saying that abroad. That abroad. And I'm saying, is that good in one in, for everybody in one? Yes. But you need to submit to each other. And I need to submit to you. I value you guys. You don't have to be here. And let me let me tell you something too. And y'all already know this because y'all have been y'all been purged of this. Man, don't sit there and tell nobody. Don't be listening to nobody talking about you got to be in a church. And if you're not in a church, you, that you're gonna be cursed. Man, come on. Jesus didn't die for that old hocus pocus stuff. Where you worship is voluntary. That you worship is mandatory. But you don't have to do it here. We got people in our ministry, they don't necessarily officially, quote unquote, belong to walk in truth. But they belong to the kingdom of God and they belong to the body of Christ. And as long as they belong to the body of Christ, we can submit to them. Submit to one another. Don't think more of yourself. If you do, that means you're selfish. Okay? Read four. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Mm-hmm. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God. A thing to be a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. So now we see the culmination of having the one mind, the one mind will cause you to be a servant. And remember I talked about the cup on Sunday? Do y'all remember that? I talk about the cup. Being cold and hot. And the cold represented your old heart. The hot represented what God has poured into you. And now he's saying, I become a vessel of humility. And I showed my obedience even to the death of the cross. 
in spite of things. What Paul is saying, I refer back to what Jesus did so I can overcome. Because he went from what you should do and everything said, let this mind be in you, right? Yes. Let this mind. We read, let this mind, this, his mind, his mind. His mind was a mind of servanthood, humility, and obedience. Amen. Your mind should be servanthood, uh, uh, humility, and obedience. This is not hard, saints. But it's hard because you're trying to do everything else but do that. You're trying to do everything else but do that. But be in servant, be humility, be obedient. Have that mind that's in Christ Jesus. And Christ died so that you can live. So what do you die to? Self. You die to arrogance. You die to self-righteousness. You die to ambition. You die to deceit and conceit. You die to that so that you can be Christ's ambassadors and exhibit these characteristics that are in Christ. Amen. Amen. That's what you do. And it's so beautiful because guess what? All of it's in Christ and nobody can take it away from you. Amen. So it's up to you to exhibit the mind. You can't say, well, pastor didn't teach me. If you don't decide not to when you're out here in these streets, that's on you. I did my job. I pray that you get convicted and repent and start exhibiting the mind of Christ. I've learned that when I submit, things go better. Really. Don't get all bent out of shape. And you're going to get bent out of shape, but quickly get hold of yourself and quit tripping. Yeah, we all do it. Come on now. We're humans. Yeah, we get bit out of shape. The world knows what we need, what drives us out of our character. But the measure should be, I got drove out of my character. How fast did it take me back? And then realize, if that was 10 years ago, I still be out of character. But now it only took me a day. That's fine. But 10 years ago, it took you five weeks. Okay. Now it might only take you a few hours. Then you get to the point it only take you a few minutes. Then you get to a point where you just catch it and don't even go there. You catch yourself. And, you, and this is what you do. When God provides a way to escape, one of the greatest ways to escape that God provides is you to shut up and walk away. You ain't got to deal with everything. When it's going south, he's like, excuse me, I, I, you know what, I, I, I got to get off the phone. I talked to you. Oh, you know, somebody said, though, bye. <laughs> don't keep in that mess y'all got some pastor he got to go in at the door he, he tried to get rid of me <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I may be because I've gone as far as I can go and I see the conversation slipping into where it should not be and instead of rebuking you I'll just get off the phone excuse yourself excuse myself right, yeah. preacher's calling me <laughs> can't you can't you hear him barking? <laughs> somebody, somebody outside. Praise God. But I'm just saying, God give you a way to escape. That won't be so embarrassing to the person. You know, because I care about you. I'm not gonna sit here unless you just need rebuking. If I could just stop the conversation and you start thinking and you get corrected that way, the Holy Spirit's done his job. Okay. They might not do it again. I know I can't go to pass with that because he got off the phone as quick as I started talking about it. 
<laughs> I tried talking about this thing three, four times. And he'd be like, ooh, well, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> Praise I God. I yeah, I got something to do. I got a meeting I got to go to. I got to do some studying. That's always. So when I say I got to do studying, that ain't no lie because that's what I do. You know, that's my job. Okay. So let's look at some other passages. Let's go to Romans 12 and 3. Read that. Romans 12 and 3. Twelve and three. Mm -hmm. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, with according, I mean, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. Mm-hmm. So we though so we so we though many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. So we have gifts that differ according to the grace given us, and then we all are part of the body that's on assignment for Christ. And we shouldn't think more of ourselves than we should because we hold any position with inside the church corporate. Jesus warned us about those who are in leadership positions and all they want to do is be recognized. That's why I don't like classic church and the way it's set up. I told you. Everything is set up to divide the people from the clergy. Y'all don't get the comfortable seat. They do. Think about this. This, this petition doesn't serve nothing to do but divide us. It doesn't, it's not holy. It don't represent God. God died in the in the 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 the, the, uh, uh, the curtain of partition between them and the holy place was rent in two from top to bottom, and that thing was like some some, some people say that thing was like four feet thick. You know that wasn't like uh, the curtains we got in our house. It was like a wall. But when Jesus died and it was finished, that which separated man, which was sin, had been paid for. So there's no more. There's, you don't need to separate yourself from the people because we all are the people. That's what this passage is telling us. The old church paradigm of separation that causes problems with people. It caused a problem in my church one time. I do a lot of experiments to see if my God has led me in the right way. I, there was a time, remember I said Steve up there? Set him in that chair up there. Said Steve up there. And somebody was bit out of shape. <laughs> what are you doing up there? Why is he up there? What's going on with him? Oh, no. Nothing. It's just a chair. Right. Or I experiment with uh, Pastor Gaskin. I say, you want to see your people trip? Don't sit up in the pulpit. Sit out there in the, in the thing. And boy, they had a conniption. <laughs> he sat right over there. And they was wondering what was wrong. They had the man in his grave already. What's wrong, Pastor? You all right? Why wouldn't I? Y'all see me sitting here? You see me saying amen? Why wouldn't you think I'm all right? Because you're not sitting in the chair of separation. The chair of ego. 
the king's chair. <laughs> See, this pastor take care of that. All right? Don't think more of yourself than you should. We are all gifted. We are all anointed. We all move in faith. One part of the body is not better than another part. It all works together for the good and the glory of God. And that's what we should think about. That's what we should think about. Go to, uh, go to uh, Isaiah, I think it is. I think, I think, I think. Let me see. Let me look at my notes. No. God has. Okay. Yeah. Go to. I'm sorry. Go to James. James four sixteen. Start there. James four sixteen. So so the way, what I want you to get out of this is don't think more of yourself than you should. Think of everybody else more than yourself, and be willing to submit one to another. That's what I want people to get out of this lesson. That it ain't me telling you, it's the Bible telling you. And we got Old and New Testament telling us that. So watch this. Go ahead. James. As it is, mm -hmm. you boast in your arrogance. Mm -hmm. All such boasting is evil. All such what is what? Is evil. Is evil. Mm -hmm. so, so when the person who so-called is a bishop won't talk to you, if you call them by their God-given name, that's boasting. That's evil. I understand we used to dress people with title, but if but if somebody called me James versus pastor, I ain't going to get bent out of shape. Because at that point, I'm boasting who I think I am and I think more myself than I should. And what we just figured out that level of boasting. God says it's what evil. Evil. He didn't say it was bad. He said it's evil. Because that's the same kind of pride and arrogance Satan had. Same kind of pride and arrogance Satan had. All that clergy wear, all them collars, all that stuff is to make a person have their ego. Because none of that stuff means that you called to preach. All that means is that you, you got extra money spent on a whole bunch of junk. I know some people get mad at me, but I don't care what you're going to do to me. You know I'm telling the truth. You don't feel, you don't feel like you're worth anything unless you got on your clergy wear. You look good, but ain't nothing coming out your mouth but fluff and stuff. You ain't got no power in what you say. It looked kind of weird to me sometimes. And I got that stuff. Y'all know I got that stuff, but I it's an okay, it's a for occasions. But it don't make me matter of fact, I don't really like it. Because the people I'm trying to reach, they have lost respect for clergy. And the first thing they see is that clergy wear, and they just check, their mind just check out. Because they don't want to hear nothing I gotta say. All right. Go to last scripture, Jeremiah 9 and 23. Let's see what the Old Testament says. Jeremiah 9 and 23. All right. mm -hmm. Thus says the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. So this is God talking. Go ahead. Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. 
Uh-huh. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Uh-huh. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practice steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the same earth. I mean, in the earth. See? Wise man don't boast in your wisdom. Rich man don't boast in your riches. You know, whatever you think the world gave you, don't boast in it. But boast in knowing God who love and who, who steadfast love will last forever. That's what you need to boast in and knowing him. The world don't want to hear us boast in the Lord. They want to trick you to get boasted. Look at our church. Look at how we dress. Look at our did it. Look, look, look at all the superficial stuff. But see, can you say you can boast in the love and that the way you boast in the love is to love somebody else? That's how you boast in the love. You be the example of the love that was given to you. We read the love of God was shed where? Abroad in our what? In our hearts. He said, my law, I've written on what? Your heart. Okay. That you want what? Sin against me. There you go, mother. I heard you. <laughs> if you know this, then this should, this should be a no-brainer for you. But then you got to put it into practice. So humble yourself. Submit yourself one to another. Don't think more of yourself than you should. And be willing to look into other people's ideas about stuff. You don't have to be the same way all the time. That's called religion, not relationship. Let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the people who have listened today in today's class, Lord. I hope that they have gotten what you've tried to say, Lord. Whatever I've missed out, Lord, you cover it with your grace, oh, Father God. Lord, watch over us as we leave this place, Lord. But more importantly, let us humble ourselves. Let us look after each other. And let us continue to love on you and what you've done for us in the resurrection. Lord, as we go forward, Bless our church and bless all churches who are called, who call upon the name of Jesus Christ. Your love, your law, and your mercy is written on our hearts today, Father God. And as we face the evil of the day, let us not be moved. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, man. All right, turn and hit it off. If you do not have a place of worship, please consider Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church your home. We are a safe place to worship supporting the edification of the body with all of its gifts. Sound biblical teaching is at the center of our worship as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Sharing the fruit of the Spirit and moving forward in faith through serving our community is our privilege and pleasure. Please feel free to contact the ministry at 636-344-0539 or email us at witminyahoo.com. Thank you for your consideration, be blessed, encouraged, and walk in the truth of the Lord.